Good morning, guys. What's up? This is Mickey. Welcome back to Blank Canvas. And today we're talking about parentification. Now, I know some of you may not have heard of the term before. The term is relatively new to me as well. But when I describe what it is, it may sound familiar to some of my listeners. So today we're going to get into it and break down what it is. So, by definition, parentification is when a child leaves their role to act like a parent or caregiver, and it can manifest itself in many ways. It can be shown in an instrumental way, which is being responsible for practical things like cooking, cleaning, taking care of siblings, grocery shopping, or paying bills, or even in emotional ways like listening and giving advice to adult issues being the mediator between parents, having to be a person's support system. And signs can show up in different ways in your life, including well into adulthood. You feel responsible for your siblings or your parent, your childhood, lack the feeling of play that other kids seem to have. You felt like you had to be the peacekeeper. You felt like your family wouldn't make it without you. You were given responsibilities that were not age appropriate your childhood consisted of compliments about how good and responsible you were. Your anxiety and depression started young. Between school and family responsibilities, you felt overworked or experienced burnout. As an adult, you have issues letting people take care of you, or you have an extreme need to feel taken care of with no responsibilities. You tend to be the caregiver in your relationships. You felt like your entire life has consisted of you being of service to others. You find yourself codependent in relationships. Now, I definitely can relate to some of those signs. I have had to take care of step-siblings, and I definitely have had to be really hands-on with my younger brother. Um, my mom had another child through marriage, and he is amazing. He's wonderful. But unfortunately, his dad is not and is not as hands-on. And the burden, of course, falls on my mom. And But I pick up the slack. I pick up the slack for when my mom's at work or say he needs to be out of school and they have off days or they have e-learning days. That's where I pick up the slack. Or if my mom has something else that she needs to do that's really important, I am the babysitter to call um and unfortunately when a parent neglects you if you do have an older sibling you have to deal with you have to basically step into that parent role and it can seem normal but in a sense it's it's really not I look at my brother I don't I look at him as a child as my child I don't really look at him as a sibling so I don't get to enjoy him in that form and sometimes it can feel more of a burden versus spending time and enjoying the sibling and it's not his fault he couldn't pick and choose when he was born into this world and he couldn't pick and choose the family that he was born into so I don't take out any anger or resentment on him and I don't even take it out of my mom because she tries the best that she can. But it's 
definitely, definitely hard. And honestly, I think parentification is a generational curse that runs in my family. We come from a family of women, and even if the father's been around, they haven't been extremely instrumental in a way where it's like, hey, whether we're together or not, I have this I have this part, you have this part, let's work together and let's work as a team to make sure that our kids come out happy and healthy. It's more so put on one parent and then if it's siblings involved, you carry the rest of the weight. Now, do I think my mom would have loved to break this generational curse? Absolutely. But unfortunately, the man she's married to does not help that situation at all and it makes it extremely hard and extremely difficult to be able to do that so my goal for if and when I have children is to hopefully be able to finally break that generational curse and I hope that when my brother has children that he can also finally break that generational curse for his kids as well whether he is with his children's mother or not and same for me whether I'm with my children's father or not like even if we co-parent I don't want our older children to have the weight and the burden of caring for a sibling in a way where it's unhealthy or it weighs you down and also in the emotional ways not just out of 10 if you're married and you have a neglectful parent they're not just neglectful to the child they're neglectful to you as a spouse so you have to pick up the weight of them I felt like I was a surrogate husband and a surrogate parent multiple times because my stepfather just he did not get the job done or he was very inconsistent with it and the trauma that's left behind from that is is huge it's major it affects everyone so when he abandons his wife or abandons his son it trickles down to somebody got to pick up the pieces And um, nine times out of ten, it was me. And it's the norm, so you get accustomed to it. But then when you look at other families that don't go through that, or you realize, like, oh, a child isn't supposed to do this, this, and this, it kind of makes you think, like, even though it was normal for me, this isn't normal. Like, my roles that I'm doing, it's for the parent here's an example of someone else who went through it and how they expressed their feeling towards it she says when I became a teenager my biggest worry should have been what to wear to a party or an upcoming exam but on top of those I found myself also worrying about my parents lives financial issues and my siblings upbringing as a result I didn't feel comfortable around people my own age because I felt like I had nothing in common with them and honestly I think that can be common for a lot of people who go through that the first thing people tell you usually when you've been through this situation is oh my gosh you're so mature for your age or you're such an old soul which is a compliment in a sense but there's this meme that goes around and it says when people say you're so mature for your age and you're like thanks it's the trauma that is so true a lot of us have to grow up so quickly because of the trauma or we mature and we learn how to be more responsible for the because of the trauma that we've experienced and I guess you could say that hey at least something positive came out of it and in a sense 
yes, something positive did come out of it, but I'm pretty sure I could have learned how to be responsible without being traumatized all in the same sense. Psychologists did put emphasis on how it's not bad to give your children chores or certain responsibilities as long as they're age appropriate, but when they're not age appropriate or when it's so much that it feels overwhelming for the child, it can trigger their anxiety and depression early. And as we all know, or at least this generation is doing a lot better, thankfully, with acknowledging mental health and how serious it is, is that it's not good that it starts early. And it's not, you don't want to deal with it as an adult and you definitely don't want to deal with it as a child and you don't have the tools to even acknowledge like, oh, I'm depressed. Oh, I have anxiety. Oh, this is what this is. And, you know, when it comes to mental health, I don't really fault our parents as much because they come from a generation of not being allowed to talk about it at all. It was especially in the black community. If you have a mental health issue, you're crazy, you're stupid, what's going on, what's wrong with you. Um, we don't talk about that or you better pray it out and Jesus will fix it all depending on if you believe in God or not. And all of that to say, like, God is my number one. Yes, absolutely. Yes, he will heal me. Yes, I believe in that. But at the same time, acknowledge my depression, acknowledge my anxiety. So I applaud the parents from the older generation who were taught like you're crazy and this and that, and they try to do better with their children. And my mom is an example of that. And it helps beyond leaps and bounds because it was able to allow me to express this is how I feel. I didn't really have to teach her about mental health. She was kind of ahead of the mark and like, how do you feel? How does this? Um, are you sure you're not depressed? Uh, do you feel anxious? Okay. Well, mommy, she would put in the, she would take the initiative to look up things, to decipher things, to say, okay, this is what I found. Is this how you feel? We can talk to somebody. And of course we pray all day every day <laughs> but at the same time she also knew and acknowledged like we're gonna pray but if you need to talk to a therapist too that's not off the table and we'll do whatever we have to do to make that happen and I thoroughly appreciate her for being a mom who cares in general cares to do things of that nature but also coming from a generation where it was shunned and not talked about I appreciate her for going above and beyond and putting in the effort to make sure that her kids got the exact opposite and got the help that they needed. I do think that this problem can be fixed with each generation talking about it, each parent to child talking about it, establishing this is what I'm comfortable with, this is what I'm not comfortable with, or mommy or dad, this is how this makes me feel, or I understand this is what you need me to do, but I feel overwhelmed in this moment. So creating healthy boundaries with it and establishing what is age appropriate, I think it could definitely be fixed. Also talking to a professional and seeing, okay, I gave them this role because this is what was normal to me. I thought this was just normal for a child to do, but what my mom or my dad gave me, this wasn't normal. And so now I need to do better for my children. I do also want to point out that I think girls are 
put in this position more than boys. I'm not saying that boys don't have to be in this position, but nine times out of 10, if you have a older sister in the house, or if the sister is the only one and the rest are boys, they tend to have to be put in the responsible role and it weighs them down. Girls are put on a pedestal in a sense where I need you to be perfect and I need you to get it all done and I need you to still be responsible at the same time. Where boys in this society are kind of like, you do you, you take your time to figure it out, you live your best life, you don't rush into this, you don't rush into that and they kind of get a hand clap and approval to waste years where girls, if they try to follow the same path and be a laissez-faire about figuring themselves out and what they want in life, it is you're irresponsible um, it's turned into what man will want you, uh, what kind of woman are you? It goes into like the most serious discussions and it's like, you don't do this for men. For men, you give them the grace to discover themselves. For men, you give them the, the grace to explore the world in a way that women aren't allowed. It's like women are kind of taught from an early age this is what the world is and this is what your world is and this is what your role is in this world and I'm not a fan (laughs) I'm not a fan of it at all and it's not a vibe I feel like boys and girls should get the same kind of grace and mercy to be able to explore the world and discover what makes them happy and doesn't make them happy or to um even explore their bodies in the same way that boys are in the sense of if a girl was to sleep around and do this this and that she's a whore but men they're literally taught from a young age do it do it don't settle down until you've penetrated everything in sight that you wanted to because then it'll make you a better man Uh, okay debatable because maybe you will become accustomed to doing what you're doing and you wonder why married people still cheat hello these men they've made it a habit okay or maybe why some men don't appreciate their wives or they're not looking forward to it because they're like uh, i didn't had it so what really is there left to it or why would i settle down with one when i've been taught to have multiple it's so many things that play into it where if a woman was to do the same it would be like you slut you whore i i can't even believe that you would even think to have sex with more than one person or even think about having sex at all when you should be focused on being responsible in this way and that way and this way needless to say if you are a sister or a female in a family of men i applaud you because nine times out of ten physical and emotional everything was put on you and you had to keep on trucking while also trying to figure out your life and yourself and it's not easy it's not easy for men it's not easy for women and I just feel like sometimes women we get the short end of the stick Mm. but we keep we keep on going and I want to say shout out to the women who keep on going in spite of not feeling our best or in spite of not having the help or in spite of just in general just literally trying to figure yourself out in a world that's consistently trying to tell you what box you should be put in 
I think the lesson in all of this, though, is learning how to communicate with each other and giving each other the grace that we would want to receive from God and others. Because even with our parents, if they put us in this role, it might be just how I feel in my family. It's a generational curse. It may just be passed down from generation to generation, and they don't know any better. It's just as normal to them as it is to you. And it takes one person to be like, hold up, this doesn't feel right. Or hold up, this makes me feel different than it made you feel. You may be able to handle it better than I could, but because I couldn't handle it as well, it helped open my eyes to maybe we can try this a little different because each person in each generation is different and so is each household. So I think we all need to be a little more loving, a little more caring and give each other a little more grace. And communicate, guys, and communicate in a healthy way. Don't be like, well, how do you feel some type of way about this? And this is what my generation handled. Like, this this new generation is so weak or they're so quick to cry. And it's like, I'm sorry you never had the space to cry, you know? Like, let's understand each other. Let's understand why you had to go through what you went through and how did it shape you into the person that you are today. And let's look at what I went through in my childhood and how it shaped me to who I am today and let's hopefully figure it out before we keep pouring more damage and more damage onto the next generation coming I think each generation should get better as time moves on will it be perfect absolutely not because we're all human and flawed and we're gonna continue to make mistakes but the goal is to learn from them grow from them and get better And I think the most important thing is to remember, specifically with this topic, but also in general, our parents, they're human too. They will make mistakes. They will mess up. Some parents do it on purpose, but a lot of parents do not. They're doing the best that they can. And there is no rule book when it comes to parenting. You don't get this is from A to Z. Of course, they have books out there, but that's opinionated, you know, because each child is different. Each person is different. Each family dynamic is different. And our parents, even though we look at them as superheroes and we put them on a pedestal in a sense where sometimes they'll reverse the pedestal and put us on one as well. In the same way we want to be remembered, like, hey, mom, dad, remember that I'm human. I know you love me and I know you believe in the best for me, but I'm going to make mistakes. Please give me the grace to make mistakes. It's the same way we need to have that energy for our parents because hey daughters and sons our parents they are human and they are not god god is the only perfect father and they lived a whole life (laughs) before they had us and they probably weren't given the grace to deal with their trauma and they probably weren't allowed to even acknowledge that what they were going through was trauma it was just probably normalized until just deal with it because we did and You guys turned out all right. So shout out to the parents who strive to do better. And shout out to the children who see their parents as human first. And allow room for grace and forgiveness. Forgive your parents for the things they didn't know. Forgive your parents for the things that they could have done better. And love them. Love them through it. Love them through it in the way that we may have wished they loved us through some of our mistakes instead of shaming and and um, turning their backs on us. 
And shout out to the parents who are there unconditionally for their children, no matter what happens, what they do, or what they go through in life. You're there for them from the beginning to the end of time. You deserve an applause because it's not easy. Because sometimes as children, we can put our parents through hell, but they still love us in spite of, and they're still there for us in spite of. But let's remember that from whether it's from a parental end or the child end, we're all human, we're all learning, and we're all growing. And I hope that um, we take the step to grow and get better one step at a time, one day at a time. And let's fill, let's give each other lots of grace and love, okay, and room for growth. That's all the time we have for today, guys. Thanks for tuning in to Blink Canvas, and I can't wait to see what we talk about next week. Peace, love, and joy, guys. Bye.